Well, here we are, not a week out from the world title climax at Lower Trestles, and already Phil Toledo's world title has been relegated to the dustbin of history by a Kelly Slater wave pool-esque <laughs> sized announcement that Patagonia founder, eccentric rock climbing billionaire, madman Yvonne Chouinard has given away half the company to save the world. What is going on here, Shauno? Mate, he gave away the whole lot, Forno. Oh, the whole lot? 100%, mate. Yeah, he gave, gave away the whole family stake, the whole family, the Chouinard family. Mm. Um, yeah, gave away the ownership of the the company. But uh, there was a real real mic drop today, that one. Yeah, so look, let's uh, dive into it a bit, Sean. Oh, and before we get going, Sean Doherty on the phone, of course, uh, 87 Gold Cone Piece Award winner, uh, world's most beloved, respected author, surf journalist, uh, author of MP, of course, Bra Boys, did 10-year stints at Tracks, now at Surfing World, owner, publisher, award-winning filmmaker, Sean O. I know you're just so busy, but at the same time, mate, you must have so much time on your hands now that Scott Morrison's out of uh, government. <laughs> that, that sucked up about 90% of your day, just uh, ripping that lunatic to shreds. It did, mate. That threatened to consume my whole life there at one point. <laughs> If um, mate, I don't know where I'd be if he uh, if he had a got back in. No, I'd, I'd be in the loony bin, I reckon. No, well, I'm looking forward to uh, touching your base with you on the state of things. You know, uh, especially in regards to the environment and um, some of the big policies now that the government has changed. But one of your other roles, mate, is as uh, an employee at Patagonia. So give us a little bit of a rundown of, of what you do there, and yeah, give us a bit of insight into the sort of the values of the company. Sure, mate. No worries. Yeah, well, I, this is my day job, actually. All the all the other stuff are kind of hobbies uh, at the moment. I've been here, what, about eight years now? Um, and the company itself is like 50 years old. So this is part of the whole deal. Like this is like this is the 50th anniversary, which has kind of prompted all of this stuff that uh, that happened today. But it's it's like a very unique company. Like if Yvonne. Uh, Chenard started it in '73, mm. so he was a mad, he's a, like a mad rock climber. Um, he's also like an old school old surfer as well. Like he actually grew up with Greeno, and when oh, when George George was living back in in California. Oh, there's a couple um, of mines for you. Oh, mate, he took, like he's got classic Greeno stories. He goes, and if if you know George at all, you you'll laugh at this. Like he used to, he'd go like. You know, he'd be surfing with George at Freer or or at Rincon or something, and they'd be telling a story. And George would get a wave, and then he'd disappear for for six months and come back, and he'd just take the story up where he left off. <laughs> it was the same story, and he, it was like he'd never left. Oh, but, um, that's amazing. But he's like, like he's an old mad, like you know, and he's and he's famous for coining this term "dirtbag" because he he's basically, if you've seen today, like he he's worth. You know, I don't know what his personal worth would be, um, but you go over there to the, the campus in Ventura because he lives in Ventura, and he, he drives like an '85 Subaru, and he gets around, and the the best like he walks around the campus, and and I, we were with these um, these Aussie guys who'd come over with us for the first time, and they'd been there, and they're walking around, and and they're looking at this guy, and they go, "Who's this homeless guy walking around over here?" <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and, it, and it was him. Oh, he's famous for eating like famous stories for like eating cat food on the road mm. um and just living out of the back of the car and climbing mountains and and just living you know living the outdoor life but then he ac- accidentally turned into this billionaire businessman um which he kind of hates like he like absolutely loathed 
the whole idea of being a businessman, but then decided, you know, once the company got going and got successful, you know, what he was going to do with it and flipped it on its head basically and, and more or less kind of ran it as a not-for-profit um, and siphoned off like the profits to it to and, and handed them out to grassroots environmental groups, which has been its its kind of DNA forever. Um, but what it, what he's done today is basically hand over all, all the, the family stake in the company and it's going to get run by a, a not-for-profit trust that's going to hand out all the profits. So they reckon it'll t- it'll go. They reckon on the current numbers, it'll probably be about a hundred million a year mm. that they'll they'll donate to to Enviro groups. That is which, insane. Which is mad. That's yeah. so so good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a pretty bitter pill for most people to swallow. Uh, you know that in a time of just hectic global upheaval. Um, you know, obviously in Australia we've got wages not just being stagnant, but going down with interest rates going up and. Uh, you know, businesses sort of, you know, cutting uh, jobs and, and all that and still turning in record profits and somehow CEOs giving themselves these fucking monumental bonuses. Um, wh- how is this going to change things, mate? Like, do you think do you, this is global news? I've, I've just sort of done a scout around the internet and it's it's absolutely everywhere. C- can this sort of kickstart a little, you know, the snowflake that turns into a, an avalanche kind of thing? Oh, they're kind of – I think that there's a – there's, they don't want to talk to it too much because they're kind of hoping it does. Um, but then I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of greedy assholes around that. There is um, that you you know trying to convince them to to walk away from their from their billions might be a little tougher than convincing Yvonne to do it. Um, but it made it certainly sets the benchmark and and there it is, mate. The challenge has been laid down. Um, and I, and I think that's that's kind of what they and they've thought long and hard about what they're going to do, you know, because Yvonne's early 80s now, so he's not going to be there forever. Like, um, and he's thinking like, you know, what what are we going to do with this thing? And that's and, and what they've done today, kind of now it lives on in perpetuity, except that it's even a more kind of um, radical kind of version of what what he created in that it you know it gives away everything basically. Um, the company still trades, but all the profits get skimmed off and and go to go to not for profit saving the earth. The like the best thing, and, and this is the best line for me, mm. is because when I because I seen quite a bit when you go over there to to venture and and hang out. He's always good for a chat, and you and you you're sitting there talking to him. And last time I was there, we were talking about Elon Musk and you know flying to flying his rockets and you know wanting to get to Mars. And and Yvonne just goes, mate. He goes, fuck Mars. He goes, how about, how about we just save Earth first? Mm. And, and that was his famous line. It's, and they made stickers about it today. Like, fuck Mars. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and, oh, and, classic. And it's just like, and it's just so, mate, he's just got a way of framing things up that you just, you listen to him talk about it. And, it, and it's so straight down the line and so simple. Mm. You just go, fuck, man, this guy has just got it. Um, where, and, and you look at all the crazy stuff these weird eccentric billionaires are doing everywhere. And and then Yvonne's just gone and trumped them all today and just gone, mate, I'm giving, giving my billion, billions away and I couldn't be happier. Mm. What, what sparked it for him, mate? Like, I mean, you've, you've obviously uh, become close with him, done a lot of, of, you know, conversations and writing about the company and, and how it started. But what, what sort of alarmed him really early on to sort of go down that road and start making a difference straight off the bat? Oh, there was, a, there was one story that they... they kind of roll out as the the real one that 
kind of got him thinking about what was happening was that they used to climb El Capitan, that that famous mountain, the yeah. one that that uh, Alex, um, what's his name, free free climbed in the movie, free solo, yeah. Um, free, yeah. Um, but what he was noticing because you used to have to drive your your pitons into the rock and to climb in, so you'd actually have to physically drive them in. And he was noticing that this like this huge rock, this you know this millions of years old fucking this majestic rock was suddenly this thing that you just think is permanent there forever was just getting full full of holes you know because people were just were punching holes in it and climbing it all the time and he's just gone there's got to be a better way to to kind of climb this and not trash it as we go and they kind of worked on a, a pit on that 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 they could use that was that they put in the cracks and it wouldn't they didn't need to drive it in mm. and but that that was kind of a bit of an impetus but i think he's he, he kind of always had you know he, he surfs he climbs he fly fishes he does all these things and He's out in the he's out in the wild all the time. Mm. And, well, and that's so the difference. Of, that's the difference, isn't it? I mean, if you've got connection, uh, you know, n- not just to <laughs> business, obviously. I mean, that, that doesn't really equate to a whole lot of happiness in the long run. But you know, a connection to nature, a connection to in- making a difference, to uh, you know, meaningful work, to communities, all these things are, are basically the secrets to living a happy life. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And he's like the, the thing is, mate. That what what actually drove him nuts and was was the, all the success of the business. Like he hated it, and that's the laugh of the day. Like he always had a heart attack when they when Forbes like had him in their rich list, and it was just like he absolutely just hated that. You know, it was the worst thing ever because that, that was never why why he done it in the first place. Um, and so he's actually stoked today because he's off the list. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. Um, what about the trust, mate? Like, I mean, how does that work? And you, have you got sort of details on on sort of you know the mechanics of of where that coin goes now? And can you sort of give us a bit more of a clue about what this actually means for getting, yeah, well, getting mate, money down to where it's needed? Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it a bit now. And like, I, I don't think it'll change much about where it ends up here. Like here in Australia, because we run this run the program already. Um, you know, what is it now? Like, I think we, it's like half a million or a million a year from out of here goes around. Um, and, like, we, we get split here between, like, um, you know, at the moment it goes to, like, surf rider, surfers for climate. Like, we do a lot of stuff with Bob Brown and the Tarkine. We've done stuff, done stuff on the salmon campaigns. There's probably, like, a, every year there's, like, a, a dozen environmental grantees as part of the grants program mm-hmm. that get – and they kind of give them – they don't like giving lots of money to one group. They like that's part of the philosophy is they, they give all these little groups like a like enough to really make a difference with um, like they do a lot, a lot with indigenous groups up north um, with the seed crew who are working against the fracking in Beetaloo. Mm. There's all sorts of all sorts and they and they do it every year. It's actually like and they they pull it with a committee. This is here in Australia, mind you. This is Patagonia, Australia. Um, so they have like the committee. They meet and like the on the committee. Like I think Rasta's on it. Um, there's some employees, there's a few crew out of here and, and they sit down and look at all the crew who are doing stuff and, and just go, these crew look really good, nominate them. Yeah, there's 10 grand, 50 grand mm. and, and just spread the money around. Just They just look at, at who's doing, who's making a difference out there basically. Um, so it gets it gets spread right around the country on a whole, deep, a whole different bunch of issues. Far out, man. I mean, it's just... Uh... <laughs> It boggles your mind a little bit, you know, like it, it, for a guy to just uh, hang up his singlet and just 
donate the whole thing to these sorts of causes is just, fuck, it's inspiring, man. It actually makes you feel like you're not swimming against the tide as much. Yeah, yeah, I know. It feels like a wild time. You're right in your intro there. It's just, you know, this, uh, the inequality is just fucking out of hand. It's, you know, the, the haves and the have-nots, the difference between them is is just growing and you just – and you, you look at the billionaire class and you look at some of the wackos that are – that are worth billions and some of the useless shit they're doing with it. And, and then you just go, well, here's a guy that's just given it all away to, to try and, you know, fix the joint up. Mm. Um, it's pretty great. Yeah. And, and, you know, who knows, like, you know, I think they quietly hope that it, that a few people, you know, a few people at that end of the end of town see it and go, well, maybe that's what we should be doing. Um, and just create a new model for, for how to run a business. But, um, but yeah, mate, it's yeah, it's interesting times we live in, Vorno. Well, that's the top end of town. What about the bottom end of town, Shauna? You're you're involved with. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I'm talking about. I'm the... laughing because it's true. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, mate. No, look, I, I know that you're involved. You know, right down with the seedlings, the grassroots movements, uh, along with Surf Rider Foundation, and um, you know, Surfers for Climate, as you said. The the big protests that sort of halted the PEP 11 and all those uh, explorations for new gas leases and all that sort of shit. Um, yeah, how are we going with this grassroots momentum? Is it still there? Are we are we on the right path? Or, or what can people do who are inspired by, you know, uh, Yvonne and this this move to uh, keep things cracking, you know, in yeah. their own local regions as well? Oh, mate, it, it's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a roller coaster at the moment because you, you had the... You had the uh, old old mate Scomo getting the boot, which was you know fairly tremendous news because you just imagine that well you know this will put the brakes on a lot of that, on a lot of that oil and gas stuff and you know it'll change the whole thing and it, there'll be pr- proper climate action and and it's kind of Albanese and his crew have come in it's kind of there but it's not as well and they're opening new gas and oil shit everywhere and and it's just kind of business as usual and then the the whole Russian uh, Ukrainian fiasco has just has just kind of lit a fire under all the gas crew and they now they just because it's the market's just exploded and so they're all trying to get started again um so you kind of win one it's like whack-a-mole mate you whack one down <laughs> and there's another five pop up and, oh. and so it's it's kind of mate, and it'll be that way that's that's kind of what these that's what you know these environmental campaigns are like you never really win them nah. you just get it you put they get put off for a while and you just fight the same one again um but it's at the moment it's we kind of with Surfrider anyway we're looking down off kind of there's a big leaked plan that, that got leaked out for a huge seismic testing area the it's the, equal to the size of Tasmania like off Tasmania across the Otways across west heading towards the South Australian border because they just want to open all of that up like it's, it's already a bit of produ- in production down there but they just want to supercharge it and turn it all into gas fields. Fuck. So that's for Surf Rider, mate. That's our priority at oh, the moment. How, um, how could this industry? I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I know everyone's got to earn earn their coin. You know, everyone's got got their living to make and their families to look after and everything. But surely, at the top end of just government decision making and all this, the fossil fuel industry, everyone can see where it's going. Which is so short-term thinking. It's fucking ludicrous. Ludicrous. Well, there's short-term profits here at the moment. That's why, because it's all this war, this war profiteering, because the the war driven up the price of gas, 
And so suddenly all these, all the pirates, all the gas pirates here have just gone, thanks very much. We'll, we'll have a piece of that. Mm. Um, and they, and starting to flog Australia's gas over to Europe. Um, yeah, I know. Which I... results, which, and which drives up the price of gas here. So we, we end up paying five, six times what we normally pay for our own gas um, as a result. And these, and these pirates just make billions um, at the expense of us and expense of the planet, the whole deal, mate. So, yeah, mate, we're, we're there. We're fighting the fight, but mm. um, it's uh, it's hard yards at the moment, definitely. All right, well, uh, good call out there, Sean O, to uh, get involved with your local branch of Surf Rider or find out what your uh, yeah your local environment or members are doing and, and chip in. Get involved. Chip in, mate. What's the yep, deal? Yep. Uh, you've got a, a Surf Rider anniversary coming up soon? We do, mate. Yes, it turned oh, – Surf Rider actually turned 30 last year mm. here in Australia. Um which was a pretty big anniversary. We were planning a big weekend and then it got shut down by COVID. So we're, we're dragging it back out uh, in October up at Creso, mm-hmm. up your neck of the woods, mate. Um, try, hoping to get the band back together. It was like it was Surf Rider 30 years ago. It was, it was kind of funny when it launched. It, like it had – it was super high profile. Like it had like Peter Garrett was on the board, like Bugs was on the board, like MR was on the board. Um, so it's kind of having a bit of a renaissance now, which is unreal. So we're hoping to get a whole bunch of that crew, the original crew, back together and and uh, get into town for the weekend. Yeah, you know, have a few beers, talk a bit of story, surf. Sick. And and like, is that public? Can our uh, crew who want to come and have a squeeze and be a part of it? Sure, absolutely, in. mate. More the merrier, mate. We're um, we're the doors always open at Surf Rider. All right. Well, uh, we'll get you more details as that happens, mate. Well, look, thanks for giving us a little bit of a. An insight into the goings on there at uh, Patagonia. Pretty landmark day, I think, for you know uh, a, a big billionaire to sort of throw down on on that level. And um, hopefully, we see more of it. I look forward to the news of you um, handing over "Ain't That Swell, Mate," and uh, <laughs> mate. Oh. handing over the billions that, that you guys have collected there over the years and, and oh. giving them back to the people. Oh, just be handing over a big fat pile of debt to everyone, <laughs> and that—that's uh, just the fiscal. Wait, don't worry about the emotional debt that I've had to. Uh, had to Smithy, love out handing as well. it. Smithy, <laughs> love handing it out to the people. <laughs> On your show, now. All right, we'll see. Talk soon, buddy. Cheers, mate. See ya.
Bahamut. <laughs>